0: Online at nine sixty thebullcom Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston,
1: Sports Talk nine sixty the Bull. CBS Sports
2: Radio. And I just realized—I uh, bet I was really loud in your your earballs there, weren't I? Huh? <laughs> there you go. I turned it down. We had a uh, Jonathan was here last night and we were recording, and it just hit me. I'm surprised your your, your eyes aren't bleeding or you know anything like
3: that. Right. Let, me, let me tell you, just just add on to what. Um, just add on to what I got going on with my ears. The other day at the race, we left, uh-huh. and I could hardly hear. Like my hearing was just faded. know yeah. it, it was that way half the day yesterday. I don't know what. <laughs> well, that
2: voice—that is Scott Whittington. He is going to be our, our guest host. Hello. Here in our second hour. Hi, you're Paul. Wait a minute. No, no you're not Paul. No, you're... no, no. no. <laughs> Oh, dude, missed you last week, man. We were on vacation. I'll tell you what, let me say this real quick. You are listening to hour two of the Brian Hank Show presented by Lenore Community College. This is episode 840. Today is Tuesday, April the 18th in the year of the Lord 2023. If you missed our first hour, you missed a a great NBA uh, playoff edition with Richard Clark. We broke down all eight series that are going on right now in the NBA playoffs and Got his take on every single one. So if you missed that, go to brianhanks.com. You can uh, listen to it there. You can listen to the replay at 3 o'clock right here on 960am960thebull.com or uh, 107.5FM252ESPN.com beginning at 3 o'clock. Richard Clark in our first hour there, in our second hour here. You just heard Scott Whittington. He's going to be with us the whole hour. And coming up here literally in about a minute or two, uh, Scott, we're going to have ontris styles on from Georgetown University there you go how about that, dude? Yeah. Uh, just very surprised uh, by that decision. We're going to talk to him about that decision that he made uh, and just uh, what the last couple of weeks have been like for him. And then later on this hour, and probably about 15 minutes or so, we're going to have uh, one of the good guys. I know you think the world of him. Gary Smith, head baseball coach over at Lenore Community College. And again, Scott Whittington with us the whole hour, or the, I guess up until the birthday game at about 35 minutes after the hour or so. So uh thank you for joining me, dude. Uh, real quick as we get Trez up here on the
3: line with us right now. Uh you were in Martinsville on Sunday, dude. What was that uh, like? I was. It was uh exciting and, and like Richard Clark said, it was really weird. <laughs> um, you know I mean great great atmosphere is always good to get to the racetrack. But uh I tell you, the the Stor Haas cars look dominant all day. I I thought I thought uh Kevin Harvick had a uh had the dominant car, Uh Um, but just shows, you know, Joe Lugano leading with old tires, Kyle Larson at the right time at the right moment, just, I mean, kind of saw that all day. I mean, Ryan Priest dominant early on in one stage one, halfway through stage two. You know, he was on the pole for the first time in his career. Um, Him, Bubba Wallace, Martin Truex Jr. get speeding penalties down pit road. They gotta go back the back of the field. And uh, Bubba Wallace drives for uh Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan. Well, Denny is leading the race and he's and Bubba's uh trying not to get lapped by his own uh his own boss man and things get a little aggressive there. They start bumping each other and uh it's crazy.
2: <laughs> Just is weird martinsville i've i think i told you this i've never been to martinsville as a fan i've covered martinsville six or seven times so when i was with the gaston gazette and the shelby star but I've, I've never been as a fan so i've been up in the press box i mean it's still loud up in the press box mm-hmm. but nothing like it is out in the stands i'm guessing
3: no no it, i t- took my earplugs out for just one lap see if i could stand it now nah, uh-huh. nope <laughs> right back in they went i mean and it and you know, compared to that at Charlotte. Charlotte you can bigger track and mm-hmm. but Martinsville, everything's just right there, close together. You're just small, so you take the ear, the earbuds out at Martinsville, yeah, good luck. Good good luck to your ears. There you go. That voice you the to this Scott Whittington.
2: We are trying to get Dontres up on the line with us right now. Uh, as he is going to be joining us here momentarily, or hopefully in a few moments. If not, then uh, we may just go straight to Gary Smith and maybe we'll uh, get Trez tomorrow. But uh, anyway, but I'm glad you're in here because we've got a lot of stuff that we can talk about. Yeah. As I'm sitting here across from you right now, let me get, am I allowed to tell everybody what you're wearing? I wish you had pants on, okay? But other than that... I, do, got- I do have pants. <laughs> don't, don't give them that. But you've got a... a uh carolina hurricanes uh windbreaker on looks you you look very sharp you've also got a a Mm -hmm. hurricane's hat on and you actually stayed up and watched the end of the game i was very honest in the first hour i talked Mm about dude when you're getting by the way you're supposed to get up at 4 30 with me this morning and go to the gym what what happened alarm went off i said nah he's good (laughs) um went on back to bed (laughs) yeah you did yeah yeah i didn't hear your alarm go off but uh but yeah, I did. I just I didn't feel like bothering you because you were up late last night watching the uh, the Canes game. Someone had to do it. Someone had to do it because I went to bed uh, right before the third period started. And uh, but it was two to one when I went to bed. That ended up being the final score. Uh, not exactly. You would think as you know, if you're a, a, a Hurricanes fan, you would have rather seen, especially in a two seven matchup, maybe a five to two game or uh four to one something like that two to one a little bit closer and i got to figure uh uh in rod we trust and uh the, that sold out crowd up at pnc arena and even scott whittington sitting in my massive man cave uh let me see your fingernails were you chewing your fingernails last night
3: no just a little a little stressed um didn't chew the fingernails just sitting there trying to position myself like just, like what uh, just, <laughs> just trying to just trying to keep myself together um but the the Islanders are a really stingy group. I mean, they're, they're, they're just leave your on top control. of you. And they're very aggressive. So, I mean, the, the result didn't surprise me last night. Um, I mean, we got our two goals on the power play. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, that's a good sign to see the power play going in the playoffs. But hopefully we can score some goals um, while we're at full strength. And then last night. Weren't able to get the puck uh, out of there with the empty net and score empty net goal. And that's kind of been a problem all year because we've been in close one goal games where we've had the empty net and we couldn't put it in the back of the net. And the other team comes down and scores, tie the game. So when there's the empty net opportunity. We got to got to bury the puck.
2: Well, I thought, and I I'm going to get into the peripherals of the game, but uh, I thought it was really neat, and I'll let you tell everybody who was the uh, alarm sounder at, at the very yeah. beginning of the game. Yeah. And I wonder if,
3: go ahead, tell everybody who it was. The alarm sounder last night was Andrei Svetlakov, Uh and he got into it. He did. He did. I mean, he's <laughs> he's like, look, guys, if I can't play, I'm going to be up here do whatever I can uh, for 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 my guys and. You know, that that was that was cool to see, but also at the same time, a little a little, little heartbreaking. It's like you wanna see him down on the ice so bad. Um, he's he's if not my favorite, one of my favorite hurricanes and just hate it for him, but uh it was good to see him there last night supporting his guys.
2: Let me ask you something, dude. And you're a fan, you've never played hockey. I mean obviously I well, actually I have uh I have strapped on the equipment before and tried to play I, I skate in a straight line though. I'm not exactly you know uh, a, a great skater like these i guys, hold on so. to the wall there you go there you go <laughs> but how much do you think you know i don't even know if his teammates knew he was going to do it but you know for them to look up and see their teammate up there sounding the alarm at the very beginning of the game and then the way they jumped out two to nothing you gotta think that
3: that helped them out emotionally a little bit right yeah you know it. these guys this this group loves playing in front of this crowd in raleigh and that and having Andre Svestikov sound the siren and a packed house for the playoffs, that all just added to everything last night. Um, Andre w- was a special – was the icing on the cake for the atmosphere last night. So, yeah, I mean, th- those guys love playing in that building and they love they, they love playing with each other. So I think that had a big part of, uh, of jumping out of that hot start last night.
2: Uh, I would agree with that too. I just uh... – Dude, I got to tell you, I, uh, again, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of it because I had other stuff going on. We had the boys over last night doing our pre-recording for the week. And then by the time I get in there, it's all right. Re- I mean, I didn't see it at anything other than two to one, uh, the entire time I watched it, and then we crashed early last night. Uh, what do you think this, uh, what does this look like for the series now for the, uh, hurricanes again? Listen, you can't win every game. I mean, especially in a first round series, you can't win every game five to nothing or five to one or four to two or anything like that. Sometimes you got to eke out those two to one wins, right? Yeah. What okay. do you think it means for the Hurricanes uh, the rest of this series? I
3: I want to see us scored on even strength. I yeah. mean, good good to well, see both it. those are power plays last mm-hmm. night. Good to see us get the power play going in the playoffs, though. Um, but you know, Brian, I wouldn't be surprised if we, flex like, two or three games in this series, we see these 2-1, one games. I mean, that's what you get when you play the New York Islanders. Yeah. Um, they're kind of the – defensively, they're kind of the Virginia in the NHL, as I want to say. Um, it's it's going to be low scoring. But if we, can, if we can get the puck in the back of the net, who knows? Yeah. Um, but I think a, a key part for both of these teams is scoring first in the game. Mm-hmm. And I think last night that helped us we were able to hold on. And so I think a key moving on is scoring on even strength, keep the power play going, scoring first.
2: There you go. That voice, let Scott Woodington. Yes, it's Tuesday. And uh, we're trying to get up with uh, Dontre Styles for Tuesdays with Trez. But uh, you know what? It's springtime. I guess he's out of spring break right now. I know he's still in school, but, uh, it, it, you know, I mean, it is what it is. If we don't get him today, we'll try to get him tomorrow. Because we definitely want to know uh, the thought process b- behind him going to Georgia. I wanted to ask you, I was on uh, vacation last Sunday or a week ago Sunday when he made that decision, and so I wasn't here in uh, Kenston, Lenore County. I uh, was up in the Outer Banks. You did a good job. You looked out for uh, Molly Girl over here Land to Molly. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that first day. Let's not. In fact, let's not talk about that first day. But I just wanted to ask you, your ears to the y'all. ground. You were uh, around the the area uh, and again, I mean, I got to see the social media response, but I didn't talk to the people like you do going over to the community center and all that. What was the response here locally with, uh, Trez deciding to go to, uh, Georgetown?
3: I say 50, 50. Okay. 50, um, 50, what? 50, uh People were, you know, there were quite a few people that are like good g- Carolina fans. Of course, good to see him out of the ACC. Um, I, cause they didn't want him at state and, and you know, a lot of people want him to stay in state, but then at the same time, they're like, well, this is the best move for him, This the best move. And uh, I think he, he likes, from what I see, he likes Ed Cooley. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed Cooley's not a bad coach. So, I feel like th- this might be the, the best move for Trez. I mean, Trez thinks it is. Oh, yeah. So... I mean, yeah, the, the reaction here was uh, 50-50. Well, I was
2: 100% wrong, and this is one of the things I'm going to say to Trez. On the air, I, dude, if you had put a gun to my head, and please never do that, Scott, but if you had put a gun to my head. Don't take me off. Yeah, there you go, and said, uh, Hanks, where do you think he's going? I would. I, th- I really thought he was going to state. I thought he was going to be the first Carolina player since Bones McKinney back in the 1940s to go from, uh, from Carolina to NC State. Uh, and, and, and part of it, I mean, I say this as a compliment, uh, uh, Scott, is that he's a homebody. He loves mm-hmm. Kinston. He loves Lenore County. He loves his parents. He loves, you know, being within, you know, distance. And I guess ultimately it looked like, i this is just me guessing without us even talking to him, which I, we were hoping to do today, and we'll try to get him on here tomorrow. But I really thought that, uh, you know with him being such a homebody i really thought you know what he's going to stay at state or even east carolina i in fact i would have said state and ecu before georgetown if i were trying to i guess if i were trying to be a betting man or whatever and yeah. i it completely shocked me when he picked georgetown
3: i mean it shocked me um you know i thought i thought he was going to go to state uh you know i felt like e- ecu had a, had somewhat of a chance to to land him but i felt like he was going to the state um but seeing him pick Georgetown was a was a shock. But I mean, hey, good for him. That I'm I'm happy for him.
2: I got to tell you, you know, there was that dreamy point where I was hoping that uh, Trez would be at State, that Damian might go to State, and uh, heck, hey, let's even throw Justin Wright in there. I thought, you know, maybe yeah. Justin would end up at uh, at State also, dude. Went zero for three on those, man. And I know Greg Clemens uh, is listening to us from Hershey, uh, Pennsylvania, right now. But uh, we 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 swung and missed three times with those, dude.
3: I, I would have loved to have all three of my ECU.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. Here's the reason I didn't think that would happen for ECU. I kind of figured Justin Wright was wanting to make that jump from uh, from NC Central to. You know, in fact, I thought it would be higher than Lyola Marymount. I really did. Now, Damien for sure. I didn't for Damien to go. And I'm not denigrating ECU. I love ECU. You know this. I mean, I really do. But for if Damien were to go from Temple to ECU, dude, that's a step down. I mean, I'm not. Again, I'm not dissing ECU basketball. I think what Schwartz is doing over there is amazing. I think he's got. I, for the first time in my 20 years that I've been here, Scott Whittington, I think ECU basketball is actually on the rise. I really do. I honestly do. Uh, so I didn't really think Damian was going to go. I thought maybe Justin Wright might go. I I just – it would have been a step down, I know, for Trez to go from North Carolina to ECU, but you were there. I want—if you don't mind—you were working the scoreboard at uh, ECU for that ECU baseball game that day. You sent me some awesome photos from uh, from Damien, or uh, I'm sorry, from Trez uh, being courted by Mike Schwartz and the coaching staff and signing autographs for people out at the baseball game. What's going through Scott Whittington's mind when uh, you see Trez out of that baseball game that day, dude?
3: Uh-huh. I was a little excited, um, <laughs> but tried, tried not to get too excited, Yeah, but it, it was exciting to see him there, uh, to see him on, on his visit. Um, at that point, okay. I'm tapping your brain here, Scott
2: Whittington at that point, what percentage were you saying in your brain?
3: trez is coming to ecu i was saying we we got a chance we got a chance <laughs> but no. give
2: me a percentage zero no chance at all to 100 percent. he already had his bags packed and he was going to greenville where did you have him uh, at that point when you're sitting up there running the scoreboard for the ecu
3: baseball game? honestly had us 50 50 with state wow and i had us 50 50 with state
2: dude i just i i can't wait to talk to him because i want to know the whole georgetown thing George, I mean, and again, like you said, Ed Cooley, heck of, heck of a coach. Mm-hmm. I think he's already doing a good job mm-hmm. at Georgetown with the recruiting and the uh, transfer portal stuff that he's doing there. But I just, you know, you and I talked to Trez. I mean, we both. Talk, I mean, personally, we talked to him. We know him. I wouldn't say super well, but we. I just did not see Georgetown being in the equation. I thought he was going to Georgetown. Honestly, Scott. Just as almost as a courtesy, just, you know what? Hey, let's go check it out. Everybody knows he's a great academic student. I mean, Trez is, I mean, he was in the top class, top of his class when he was at Kenston high school on the top few, I thought, you know, he was just, you know what, let's go see what somebody
3: else has to offer. And then he ends up going there. Yeah. And I know. It didn't see it coming, but I wish him nothing but the best. Um, I would definitely be finding me a, uh, Georgetown shirt. A, i'm getting me a damn uh georgetown
2: number three jersey dude you know you can now get jerseys yeah. with uh the their uh names on the back of it so i'm excited about that myself hey i tell you what again i do apologize listeners uh it looks like we are not gonna have trez today it's just not possible now because we're getting ready to pull uh gary smith up here on the line with us from uh from Lenore Community College, the head baseball coach. Uh, Before we do that, uh, so what I'll try to do is we'll try to get him on tomorrow. We'll try to get Trez on. Dude, I want you to be here. Can you be here tomorrow? kind of wanted you to help me with the interview but if you can't that i I understand i think so well it's wood ducks wednesday tomorrow too though so we'll uh i think we're gonna have john clemens on and shiver person joining us uh here in studio Mm -hmm. so we'll figure out something tomorrow we definitely will we'll also have uh junia smith the third in our first hour or two and uh somehow somewhere in there we'll get uh uh, styles too so somewhere somehow we'll make it happen there you go. We always do, don't we, Scott? We always do. There you go. Let's get Gary Smith on the line with us here. But before we do that, let's thank UNC Lenore Healthcare. They are the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on The Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County, right here in Kinston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional healthcare. For the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road, right here in Kinston, for all your healthcare needs. Or call them at 252. 522-7000. Five two two seven thousand. You can also email them at info at or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of our big interview every day here on The Brian Hanks Show. And joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line. He is our big interview today, brought to you by UNC Lenore Healthcare. It's the head baseball coach of those 26-12 and 12 Lancers over at Lenore Community College. Joining Scott Whittington and I right, right now on the Spence Automotive guest line is Gary Smith from LCC. How are you doing, coach?
1: I'm doing well, Brian. Thanks. I, I didn't realize I was the big interview. <laughs>
2: You are our big hey, coach. Listen, we don't we don't have twelve and twenty six coaches on here. We don't have coaches that uh, you know aren't uh, league, you know at the top of Region Ten. By God, we have. Uh, and Listen, I, I got to tell you this. You're going to get get a kick out of this. Coach Smith had Richie Honeycutt live here in the studio yesterday, and I was just I'm giddy. I'm just I can't wait to see you guys tomorrow. I'm going to do my best to see you guys on Sunday too against Southeastern. But uh I I I I brought up, you know, the the World Series appearances and that I feel, you know, what I've been saying all season, Coach, I just feel like this team is special. Man, Richie stopped me in my tracks, Coach. She's like, don't you jinx them? She made me <laughs> knock on wood and do all this other stuff, coach. So I um, let me ask you, I mean, you you're someone that's not afraid of expectations, coach. And you guys, like I said, 26 and 12 right now, 18 and 7 in region 10. Where, where are you in regards to where Coach Gary Smith thought this team would be at 38 games into the season, Coach? Um,
1: A little bit ahead. Um, You know, I, I questioned in the fall or at the end of the fall how much offense, how much power we would have, and, and that part has been um, very surprising. Uh, I thought early on our pitching wasn't as good as I expected, but it it has gotten much, much better uh, second half of the season. So, uh, you know, overall, I would say a a little bit ahead.
2: Well, tell you what, an offense right now that uh, is batting not only 30 or 26 and 12, coach, but I'm looking at your stats here on the NJCAA site and as a team, batting 302 right now slugging 459 40 home runs for this uh, lcc lancers team uh, if you had any concerns about uh batting i mean they at this point they've got to be coiled to this point coach
1: yeah i, I i'm i'm very pleased um, with where where we have you know kind of where we started and where we're at now and i think i think those stats show we have a a very balanced attack, um, you know, kind of from top to bottom. We've got, you know, got a lot of different guys that have hit home runs. I mean, we've got guys coming off our bench. Uh, Sean Girard has a couple home runs uh, in a pinch hitting role. So, uh, you know, you gotta like, you gotta like the fact we've got some depth and, uh, you know, and then we kind of combined the speed element with it. So it's, it's been fun to watch.
2: Oh, absolutely. And I know uh, we talked to you a couple of weeks ago before we went on vacation. And one thing you said at that time, you're like, man, we've got some big series coming up. I mean, uh, you swept Fayetteville tech, uh, you played, uh, you, you, you won the series with Pitt two games out of three, you won the series with a very tough Brunswick team, two out of three and even the game that you lost you score 11 runs in that game then you put a 22 spot on them on sunday in seven innings coach uh, i tell you what you guys are shaping up good in region 10 right now too sir
1: yeah you know you still got i mean it's kind of crazy to think we still got nine nine games in the next 10 days and the I, You know, all of them are important. I mean, uh, the Southeastern has, has definitely improved looking at the teams they beat. Um, you know, Pitt is what they are. And then the final weekend, we have to go to Brian Stratton for three games. So, um, you know, with nine games left,
3: only three of them at home,
1: uh, and it's, not, it's not getting any
3: easier. Because you said you got nine, nine games in ten days, um, all of them are important. H- how do you keep your players focused and relaxing on this very crucial stretch? Uh,
1: I'm not sure about the focus part, Scott. Uh, I'm I'm not ever sure we're focused. Um, <laughs> re- re- relax. That's a whole lot easier. Um, you know, at this point, um, go to practice. Um, you know, and it's more than just. Going for the say, you know, to be able to say that you practiced. But at this point in the year, you kind of are what you are, and you just do everything you can at practice to not get worse. Um, So, you know, just kind of what has been our our way, I guess. You know, we get guys in, we practice high excuse me, high intensity, high energy, uh, short burst. Um, you know, definitely at this point, we're not, we're not trying to drag anything out. We want to keep these guys as fresh as possible and, um, yeah, just keep, keep doing what we've been doing. That voice
2: you're listening to is Gary Smith. He's a head baseball coach at Lenora community college. And, uh, you, hey, coach, I didn't even realize it. I mean, you're talking about nine games remaining. They're all region 10 games, uh, and only three of them at home, but heck, Two of those three tomorrow against Pitt Community College uh, over at Lancer Field. You should see Scott. Scott's over here waving his arms around, and uh, he's all fired up about it too. It's not hard to get you guys fired up uh, to play Pitt Community College, is it, sir?
1: No, it isn't. Uh, you know, I think just the geography, uh, them being 30 minutes up the road, I think probably more than any other, uh, region 10 team there's there's more connection between the players on each team I mean these guys live close to each other uh, they played with each other in high school they played against each other a uh, lot of familiar familiarity there uh, and you know Tommy Easton and I we go back uh, I don't even know 20 25 30 years so um, it, it's a it's a great rivalry um and you know I'm, I'm, I'm glad now for our program that uh, we've been able to make it a competitive competitive rivalry um so yeah uh, you know i feel like i feel like um they're fun to play uh, you know every every game with them it seems like it's just Wild, crazy stuff happens. So uh, you know it's it's good baseball.
2: You know I'm not going to ask you. You know what's your expectation? I mean, obviously you want to go nine and zero over these last nine games here, coach, especially with them all being Region Ten games. So I'm not going to ask you. You know, are you going to win seven of the nine, the six of the nine, eight of the nine, nine and nine, whatever? But tangibly, what are your expectations for uh, this Lancers team over the next ten days? Nine games, like you said, in ten games. Uh, two games tomorrow at home against Pitt. Then uh, the so- sophomore day is going to be this Sunday at one o'clock at uh, Lancer Field. Uh, before you wrap up the season at Pitt, and then a uh, three game series, like you said, at Br- Bryant and Stratton in Virginia. I got to get to the, my question, Coach. What are your expectations for this team over these last nine games in the next ten days, Coach? You
1: know, we don't we don't talk a whole lot. In our program about wins and losses, um, you know, we, we we feel like if we can just keep working to get better, um, you know, that part will take care of itself. Uh, you know, I think, and baseball is such a crazy game. Uh, you know, we want <clears throat> to we want to make just make sure that when they are when they're seeing for. The, for the tournament, for the playoff tournament, that, you know, we're in there. Um, obviously, we want to be as high seed as possible. Uh, but, uh, you know, to say with the schedule that we have, to say that we're and 0 oh, um, you know, I don't, I don't think that's realistic. Uh, I'd be the happiest man in America if it happened. but um, You know, It's baseball and, uh, we're playing three very good opponents. So, um, you know, we're just going to get out, scratch and claw and and see what happens.
2: I'm thinking coach. Okay. I'm going to speak, you know, how you always talk about speaking stuff to existence. My I'm thinking two out of three from all of two out of three against Pitt. two out of three against Southeastern two out of three against Bryant and Stratton. Now Scott's over here shaking his head at me, but that's pretty good expectation. Right. I think.
1: Um, if we went <laughs> we went six and three over the last nine, I'd be elated. Yeah. So, you know that's that's kind of what baseball is. I mean, you, and, and definitely the way region tennis set up. I mean, you go into every series looking to win two out of three, and if you get a sweep, uh, fantastic. Uh, so, you know, we'll. I don't know. I don't want to go cliche on you, Brian, but you know we're going to take them one at a time. Uh, not get too up or down uh, with the outcome, and uh, you know see where it shakes out after next Sunday I or Saturday. It.
2: No, I love it. I love it. Last question here for you, Coach, and this is for the listeners. How important is it? Uh, this tomorrow the two games tomorrow against pit sunday the so- sophomore day at uh, lancer field and, and then even heck uh tuesday the 25th a week from today uh pits just right up the road how important is it for uh, lancer fans to get out there and support uh, lcc over this last little stretch here coach
1: well you know i am glad that we have uh reestablished our presence as a team and as a program within the community and i am very blessed uh, for the number of people that do come out and support us i think we are leading the region in attendance um had several recruits on campus over the weekend and we're very surprised by the number of people that were there And um, you know so it, it means a lot to our guys um, you know, obviously, you, you hope and, and, and expect your parents and your girlfriends to be there. But when we start seeing people that are just in the community that just want to see baseball, that just want to support LCC, I mean, um, you know, it, it, it's a great feeling uh, that we have, you know, we have the community backing.
2: Well. I'm telling you this, coach, and I've said it on the show a couple of times uh, yesterday and today. Tomorrow is just going to be a great baseball day just in general. The Wood Ducks play at 11 a.m. It's education day. They take on the hated Carolina Mudcats at 11 a.m. This is what I'm telling people, coach. Tell me if you support this or not. Go out to historic Granger Stadium 11 a.m. tomorrow. Support the Wood Ducks. Then, when you finish that, drive what the three miles, four miles over to LCC, support LCC and their doubleheader. Then, even come home tomorrow night and you watch the Carolina Hurricanes and Stanley Cup playoffs. That makes a hell of a sports day, right there, doesn't it, coach?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you're going to skip out on work, <laughs> please come see us. <laughs> there you go. That's what I've told today, everybody. Listen, today, we've got it anyway. Uh, you know come on over and i tell you grab a I, hot dog grab a hot dog at granger stadium and then come grab another one at lcc
2: <laughs> i love it listen coach gary smith thank you so much for joining us can't wait to get you back on here as you're getting ready for the region 10 tournament here in a couple of weeks uh, like i hey i like it Let, let's two of three for these last three series here heck but if you go nine and no it's not going to break any hearts coach no.
1: Hey, Brian, you didn't ask me
3: about my Facebook post. <laughs> I did not. Oh, yeah. I was. Yeah, go ahead, you, Scott. You had a very interesting situation in your yard yesterday, didn't you, Coach? <laughs> <laughs> I did. am yeah, sorry. And, I'm sorry. I should have asked you that first, Coach. <laughs>
1: and I wasn't home to actually witness it. My neighbor called me and said, hey, there's a guy in camouflage with a helmet on stuck in one of your trees. <laughs> and... When I got there, uh, a paratrooper uh, was trying to land at a military OLF across the street from my house, and the wind blew him in the wrong direction, and um, (laughs) they said he was going to hit my house. Thankfully, he did not, but uh, he wound up in a tree, and uh, thankfully, he was okay, and the rescue team were able to get him in the parachute out of there, so interesting afternoon in Jones County on my day off <laughs> and the picture was awesome too I wish I you're
2: right coach I, I was so I'm so just in focus for LCC baseball I, I totally forgot <laughs> that but listen congratulations I'm glad not I, that could have been a scary situation how about he could have ended up through your roof coach absolutely yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs>
3: Gary All Smith,
2: good. Lenore Community College. Good luck tomorrow. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. We're going to get some good sound from you after tomorrow's game. Hopefully, get some good video of you dancing tomorrow. Got to have the dance. Got to have the dancing, Coach. Thank you so much for joining us here, sir.
1: Oh, uh, always a pleasure, Brian. Thank you for your time. Look forward to seeing you guys
2: tomorrow. Very good. That's Gary Smith, the head baseball coach of Lenore Community College. Literally, we got thirty seconds, and I got to get into the birthday game. Uh, Scott, final thoughts going to be a good stretch for the Lancers. Hope they can get some wins. And let's get out there and support them. With only three home games left, two of them tomorrow in a doubleheader, please get out there tomorrow. And I'm saying this to myself, too. I need to be out there tomorrow. I will be out there unless I get struck by lightning or I fall out of a plane into a tree, okay? (laughs) (laughs) hey scott thank you so much for joining me here this hour okay thanks for having me hey let's uh let's play the birthday game we will come back and wrap up the show that's tuesday edition of the show right after that today is tuesday april the 18th in the year of lord 2023 it's now time to play the birthday game. Uh, and after, uh, you know, after 10 days off, uh, it's taken me a little bit to get back into it. Mm-hmm. If people had heard uh, the beginning to this, which this is now take two. Unless my demands are met, they might hear it. <laughs> there you go. You know what? I'm not as worried about that as he should be over there sitting across from me. Jonathan Massey. Old son
4: of Sam Jr.
2: over there.
0: <laughs> son of <laughs> Sam Jr. Of- S-O-S Jr. I like it. Uh, son of Sam was a little, he wasn't prolific enough. I want to, I going to beg going home. He was more of an impulse guy. Come <laughs> uh, Wow. I don't even know what to do with that. Do you?
4: Well, planning is half the battle. Jesus
2: Christ. Y'all are... Y'all The other are,
0: half is getting him to stay quiet.
4: <laughs>
2: well, you know what's bad? When you and I have to sit on the, the witness stand and, can you know... He was always a quiet... He was, and we're going to have to testify against our son over here. I'm not going to enjoy that. i got to tell you, I will not enjoy that part of it, okay, John? Oh, You're the
0: one that's on, on numerous occasions, I'm pretty sure, live on this show have said you would help me hide a body.
2: I would help you hide a body. Oh, now
0: you're implicated.
2: Yeah, well, well, you would too, though, wouldn't you, John? Gee, look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I would. if you. I c- would never ask you to.
0: Do I, really? do I strike you as somebody that fears that?
2: Not at all, but, I mean, but you would like another pair of hands to help you. You know,
0: know, drop it in the... (laughs) A little too gross.
4: You can't never just...
2: (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) birthday
4: game is sponsored by (laughs) GoEco.
2: Yeah, who I'm sure is very proud of this segment of the the program here. Uh, John Dawson, you won yesterday. You lead... 16 to 14 in birthdays. Is that correct? I still feel like I don't have it. Yeah, I guess you do. Yeah, but it's tied three days to three uh, here in April. What are you over there with your Cheshire cat grin? It's funny because I don't have my glasses on. Let me just say this. I don't have my glasses on. So you would think you would be distracted less probably but this is what I see with in my my murky little vision of uh, my son over there is he's just you do have very white teeth okay I got to give you credit for that Thank you. and uh but shining out from that beard you know that mustache and beard uh, this is I mean I just see you know this shiny white teeth <laughs> <laughs> it is like uh,
4: so. If you're making out that Marconi award, that's Brian <laughs> Hanks with an
2: S.
0: Yeah, with a Y. With a oh, Y. Excuse me. Or if you want to do it like ESPN did, it's Byron Chanks. Yeah. <sighs> Don't why do you got to bring that up. That's one. Of the, I love that. It is great. That's how your name is in my phone. To this day.
2: I think it's to Charlie Casey's that way too. So
0: anyway, uh, this segment is sponsored by Goico Office Automation.
2: It is. Tell us about them, John Dawson. You Thank won yesterday. God. Oh, can I? Uh, yeah,
0: do you do it? Go ahead. Okay. Well, week Office Automation is a fine company uh, nestled right here in Kinston, North Carolina. They've got great products like that Canon MF420 copier. You can use their products to do a, a ton of stuff, uh, ransom notes, manifestos, your autobiography while you're in prison, any of that stuff. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Jack Pasley doesn't intend his products to be used like that, but that's just... They're the multi-purpose. It's the truth. And if you want to get your hands on that, or get you know your incarcerated loved one's hands on that, you just need to give Jock a call at two five two, two five two, two eight six, two eight six, five three, five three, five four, five four. And
4: that Canon copier has a is com- a convenient little um, file compartment if you're trying to get something into a loved one in prison. Uh, there, you well, there you go, like a cell phone or
2: cigarettes or, or a anything a file, like, like I said. Or a file. Oh, oh I thought you when were using a file, file compartment. See, I was thinking like files like you would have in a file cabinet.
0: Or oh, I was thinking if we were trying to get Brian stuff in prison, moon pies and Ooh. little Debbie's. Ooh.
4: There'll be lots of mooning going on in there. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: what's the websites for uh, Go Go? <laughs>
0: Uh, goeconc.com or what is goeco.com?
2: There you go. Uh, it is time to jump into guys. There are no musical hints today.
0: Oh, uh, you baked beans. There you go. <laughs> there
2: you go. I, aren't you a little disappointed? You like trying to guess the, the musical person then, uh, when it's actually a musician. Yeah. Well, you liked Liz Ferry yesterday. I did. You definitely like Jan Hammer yesterday. I love Jan Hammer. What and was you- wrong with Victoria Beckham?
4: Annoying to the nth degree, and then you had to start doing it with her.
0: If you want to be my... Brian lover. it's over.
2: <laughs> it is over. That was yesterday. Yeah, thank God. Okay, uh, you get to go first here, John Dawson. She was Daphne Moon on Frasier for eleven seasons. It is the lovely. It is the talented? I know she had a British
4: accent on the show. She was on. She Hot. was. I thought she was actually from. She was on Hot in Cleveland too, I think, and I don't. I don't know if the accent was real or not.
2: I, I don't know. Uh, you know what? Now I'm going to have to look that up and oh, see where she was geez. born. No, I didn't deep dive into her, and I wish I would have now. So uh, hold on. Google. Her name is Jane Leaves, by the way. John? <sighs> Never blame the rainbows for the rainbows. Dude, bro. tell me that's not. That is a John Dawson type if there ever has been a John Dawson type.
4: She wouldn't leave if I were <laughs> <haven't> see <it.
2: laughs>
4: Dude. Is anyway, that not? I mean. Yes. Mm. Mm. One more, mm and I'm hitting you with this. She's
2: an English actress. Okay, she is. I actually, from, I'm looking it up.
0: here I'm glad
4: we found
2: that out. <laughs> she was born in Essex, England, Ilford, Essex, England. She was the daughter of an engineer and a nurse. She was born in Ilford, Essex, England, and was born in East Grinstead, Sussex. She was a reg- She was a regular on the Benny Hill show
4: mm-hmm, in the '80s. Probably.
2: Did you know that? And she was one of the little, the, he had lots of girls around him, yeah. She was known as a Hills Angel. Yeah. That is too funny. She made use of her experience as a dancer in a scene in Monty Python's Meaning of Life. You knew that? Yes. Wow. Okay. She was in David Lee Ross Video, California Girls. I did not know that. Anyway, her birthday. Dead There. there. did you know she was on murphy brown now i know you remember her she was marla the virgin on seinfeld you do remember that right yes yep uh and she was in did you know she was in four episodes of seinfeld i did not i didn't either i didn't realize i thought she was like a one-time actress but anyway beautiful right
0: (laughs) what's wrong you had to open your mouth, didn't
2: you? I did it. Okay, you did. Jane leaves over there, John Dawson. How old is she today? Especially after
4: she meets Brian. But anyway, <laughs> is that what you were trying to get me you to do know earlier? What? Is that what you were trying to? That get me to was do?
2: good. Yeah. That was really good. I like that. Okay. Jane leaves. There mm-hmm. you go. How old is she today, though? Sixty. You say sixty. What do you say, Jonathan Massey?
0: Sixty-one.
2: She was born April 18th, 1961, so she's 62 today. Congratulations, Jonathan Massey. You get that one. You take a one-to-nothing lead.
0: My heart sank a little because I, I didn't math right. When he said 61, I was like, ah, she's only 59. <laughs> it's 2023.
2: Yeah, it is 2023. So, But you take a one-to-nothing lead there, Jonathan Massey, and as it goes to you, he's been in so many good movies. My favorite performance, I guess, that he did was in Ghostbusters we'll see what you guys think rick moranis today is rick moranis's birthday what your favorite because he was in sctv so i know you you liked him as far as
4: movies ghostbusters but his best work was sctv by a
2: mile that show was genius i don't remember him that i gotta admit i never really watched
4: that that was a fantastic he used to do an impression of george carlin on there that was spot on
0: oh wow what about your favorite if I'm thinking of the same person, he played dark helmet in Spaceballs. He did. That's it. There you now, go. You know what?
2: Okay, I think that's my favorite that he did. You're right, because he was really good in that with the big old helmet. You and I saw Spaceballs in I Goldsboro, I saw it for the remember? first time with you. you yep. Uh, we saw Paramount it in Goldsboro Theater. At the Paramount Theater. Yep. And had a blast. Combing the desert. <laughs> <laughs> we laughed our butts off at that. That was awesome. That's amazing. That was the first time you saw it was on a big screen. That's Well, awesome. when it
4: came out, I was like 12 or so, and my parents,
2: you know, didn't let me see everything. So, Well, there you go. Rick Moranis over there. Uh, that's, that's right. What was the, his? Dark Helmet. Dark yeah. Helmet, yeah. Sort of a Darth Vader kind of character, but the helmet was, like, way oversized. It was awesome. The Schwartz. Yeah, the Schwartz be with you.
0: Uh <laughs> Seventy-one.
2: You say 71. What do you say over there, John Dawson? 72. Ah, He was born uh, April the 18th in the year of the Lord, 1953. So he's only 70 today. He turned 70. He was a
4: producer and owned part of those or owned the majority of those uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kid movies. Yeah. Made a wad of dough and retired. Uh, Good for him. Yeah
2: hey that's been my dream is to find the one thing to do that makes me a wad of money and then i'm done for uh, the rest of my life you know yep you you dudes won't hear from what well, you two would because i love y'all but the rest of the world wouldn't hear anything from me if i uh get that big payday okay well, if i do it i well i'm gonna take the dennis miller
4: route i'll tell you off the air oh okay
2: very good do you lead? you lead two to nothing right
4: I
0: suppose I do.
2: Because you got uh, Jane Leaves, uh-huh. and you just got a Rick Moranis, so two to nothing. So it goes back to you, John Dawson. This blew my mind, and I went down
0: a Basic rabbit arithmetic. hole <laughs> Running order. Electricity. That's enough.
2: That's enough. Okay, uh, since the 1970s. This is going to blow y'all's mind. He has had an amazing 700 film credits in his career. Michael King. No, you're not going to guess how to tell you this. Even though he is the older, less talented brother of the great Julia Roberts, it's... Oh, yeah. Um,
4: he was in Justified. Yeah. I can't think of his first name. Eric Robert Roberts. And you Dice believe Clay- he's been in 700 700- he did a lot of low-budget, you know, but a gig is a gig. Hey, a gig is a gig. And he I did a great agree. job on Justified.
2: Thought he was good in Justified, which, by the way, that's supposed to be coming. This is April 18th, you,
4: I know. It's coming later in the summer. You, I can't live. wait. Tell me we're going to
2: watch that together. Why I'm don't not you watching
4: come? 10 in one week. I'm going to watch one a week. I'm going to enjoy the experience and Well, before
2: it. we left on vacation, Linda and I knocked out this show called Night Angel on Netflix. Have you seen the commercials for it, or have you seen it's really good. It's this guy that's an FBI agent works in the basement of the White House, and then uh, just everything just it just blows up. It's awesome. It is a actually a, it's so, sort of simplistic in some parts, but man, uh, some pretty good acting from people I've never heard of in it. Uh, but uh, good show, good show. Uh, but we knocked it out. It was uh, ten episodes, and we knocked it out in three days. Um. <laughs> I know, and I thought of what you said when I was complaining about uh, what was that stupid movie that went three and a half hours—the gang movie. Oh boy! What was that movie? The Irishman. The Irishman, yeah, that was way, way, way too long for you. (laughs) But and then I thought you and I—I think I even said something to Linda about it that we watched four episodes of this Night Angel, which was right at four Four hours. Four hours. We watched four episodes of it. it was so right if it at The point.
4: Irishman, every half hour, they would have put in a commercial break or credits, you would have been fine. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Martin Scorsese or... The, oh, you stop know, it. Know.
0: There is... There, I don't want to do this, but to his credit, there is a little bit of science behind it. It has something to do with this feeling of accomplishment, but like you finish something... And then, why
4: do you want a great experience to be over quicker? Is what I don't understand.
0: <laughs> Linda, don't, 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 no, no, <laughs> no,
4: <laughs> no,
0: no. I don't I just stopped. know him because I was going that route
4: too. <laughs> if you're if you're having a great experience, wouldn't you want it to last longer?
0: <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you, but it's just it's it's a mental thing. Yeah, I mean, there's. i will say it
2: hey uh eric <laughs> roberts there john dawson today is his birthday how old is he today uh 73 you say 73 what do you say over there jonathan massey 72 he was born april the 18th in the year of the lord 19 and 56 so he is 67 so jonathan massey takes a three to nothing lead guess what guess what you got to warm up over there john dawson my bow and arrow. <laughs> what is it? Storm the castle? Fire up the engines? What I'm, is I'm it? I'm not going to take the bait. No, please tell me. I don't remember fire.
4: I've already got to take your little friction quip out. <laughs> Why are you playing with me You the... knew when you said it, I'd have to take it out.
2: What? No, I didn't. <laughs> what are you doing over there?
0: Oh, just getting ready to do something. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Fire sound the, the alarm. Sound the
2: alarm. Sound the alarm over there, John Dawson. I honestly, hey, look at me. See that? <laughs> By talking to the hand. Uh, sound the alarm. Jonathan Massey leads 3 to nothing here on the per- on the in, in this uh Tuesday, April 18th. He was Will on Will and Grace. It's Canadian actor. It's not Sean Hayes, it's the other guy, right? It's the right? other guy. Yeah. I can't think of the other. McCormick. You're right, it's Eric McCormick. He was Will on Will and Grace. There you go. (laughs) There you go. That's Winner, winner, chicken dinner. There you go. Uh, Jonathan Massey, uh, to keep this perfect game going, how old today is Eric McCormick? You watch Will and Grace, right? 56. You say 56. What do you say, Jonathan Parrott? 57. He was born April the 18th, 1963. Congratulations, John Dawson. You were closer. He's only 60 today. So you broke up the perfect game too. And then the last one, I'm glad we have a couple minutes here. We're, uh, I want to talk about this. Uh, I I like him. He's a, was a former late night host. He now has a show on Sirius XM, which is really, really funny. Had a very popular uh, podcast for a little bit. It's Conan O'Brien. Conan, oh, Is he not
4: going to be doing the show for HBO Max? That's what he's supposed to be
2: doing. I a, really a, don't know a show
4: for HBO Max.
2: I hope he is. I love his. Uh,
0: what is the show? Uh, his podcast, Conan Needs a Friend.
2: That's what it is on SiriusXM too. He's got a. He's got a channel.
0: He's
4: there got are lots of podcasts channel. that now end up on. Sir- like Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast became a. Sh- they ran it on serious also
2: well bill burr made an appearance and the cool thing you know bill conan's really the one that gave bill burr his first really late night Mm -hmm. uh exposure and but all those times he did conan he couldn't really you know because say what he wanted yeah because it was a dude dude you have got to hear the i've heard one of them that he did with conan a few years ago it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I mean, and because he's turned loose and he can say what he wants to say and he's not got NBC censors mm-hmm. around his neck. He's, you know, of course, the three of us, we saw Bill Burr in person. We all three love Bill Burr. That's one of the funniest uh, podcasts I've ever heard was... Uh, it might have been his first appearance on uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. But uh, now,
4: like I said, he's... Uh, the only thing about that show I don't... And we may disagree on this, which is fine. Okay. I, I like... It's like Tom Snyder if Tom Snyder had on someone I like. That was basically a podcast on TV in the 70s through the 90s. I don't like Conan's. At the beginning of the show he has the little back and forth with his assistant. That bores me to tears. Really? I just give, get get to the part we want to hear.
2: <laughs> and and I and I'm not saying this to be crass or anything. And I promise I'm not. But she just they're so oh, she's about... gorgeous. She's beautiful, yeah, but this she's...
4: audio Yeah. Which means you're relying on the quality of the verbiage. Yeah, and I'm just I saying, I can see that. I can see that. Get get to the funny, to the meat. Yeah, yeah. Get to the funny part. Well,
2: I, again, she's uh, she's gorgeous. Well, she's and again, here we were talking about Daphne Moon on Fraser uh, mm-hmm. Jane leaves being your type, dude. She has mm-hmm. to be. What is her name? Why
4: asking? S- Sosana, Sosana,
2: Sona Movesian, or however you say Movesian. Yeah, I had a cousin named that. Oh, she's...
4: Yeah, she's... Uh, yeah. Hold on. Isn't that
2: the brand of cheap
4: TV in Walmart?
2: Son of Ovation? So, anyway, uh, we, uh, I don't even know where we are. What we've got so off track here? John, Who's this we you speak John, of? Yeah, John. How old today is Conan O'Brien? 64. You say 64. What do you say over there, Mizzle? Sixty-three. He was born April 18th, 1963, so he turns 60 today. Uh, in mm-hmm. fact, the same day, year, everything is Eric McCormick of uh, Will and Grace. You want to do it? <laughs> I don't want to hog it. How With about that? Themes. How about that? That Eric McCormick and Conan O'Brien, both born the same day, year, everything. I just think that's neat. That's fantastic. I think it needs to be acknowledged. Acknowledge it, John Dawson. No, I refuse local birthdays and we've happened. got we've got a couple of good birthdays and, and to me so, and I'm not going to call out anybody I know I know I'm not going to call out anybody and I'm not going to uh, whatever but there were people that wanted to uh, give uh, a certain couple in downtown kensington all this credit for rebuilding downtown kensington they could deserve a little bit now the man to me that deserves the credit for downtown kensington is Stephen hill uh, yeah. I'm a huge fan. I know you are, too. Uh, Very just nice man. Super nice man. He sat right there in your chair and did the show one time. Jonathan Massey, huge fan. And that's, I mean that sincerely. You want to look at who turned around downtown Kenston? Mm-hmm. It's Stephen Hill. And uh, just deserves all the credit in the world. Well, I, it comes
4: down to it is it, say things and put out ideas but it really comes down to who
2: gets out the checkbook and does something exactly i mean he has built a whole village of artists uh and bought all those houses uh and uh what is that community and i'm sorry it's it's blitzing my mind right now but uh but he's got an artist community he built rebuilt the hotel in uh and on heritage street he of course mother earth brewing i mean listen unashamedly i'm telling you man uh Stephen Hill is uh, is the reason Kinston has turned around, and uh, happy birthday, Stephen! Today is also Ashley Pierce Chadwick's birthday. Uh, adore her. She's done the show several times. She's involved with Junior Leadership Lenore. And I saw her at an event sometime in the last month or so. She had moved. I thought she'd moved to Florida. She is back in North Carolina again, her and her husband. So uh, glad to see her need to get her back on the show. But a happy birthday, Ashley. Love you to death. And then uh, Rujan Walters, a former Kinston High player, former uh, Lenore Community College basketball player, who is now at Greensboro College. Today is his birthday, too. So if your birthday is today like Rujan and Ashley and the great Stephen Hill and Conan O'Brien. Do you have a Conan impression? I do not. Jonathan? No. Okay, I didn't know if you did. Then, hey, have a great birthday. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. And thank you so much for listening to today's show. Uh Man, what a great show we had for you today. Uh, again, thank you so much to Richard Clark in our first hour. Thank you so much to Scott Whittington and Gary Smith in our second hour. We're going to try to have uh, uh, Georgetown Jr. Dontre Styles on tomorrow's show. Again, thank you so much for listening to today's show. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hank Show presented by Lenore Community College.